What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Huddle. It's your boy, Austin, and I am solo today for episode two. As you heard in the last episode, LA and R taking a turn this season, and we're going to do a couple solo episodes, kind of spice it up a little bit. Uh, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So let's go and uh, let's do this thing. Let's start with a hear me out. Hear me out on this. The election is over, okay? Did you hear me? The election is over. It's time to move on. It's time to keep it pushing. You got to go back to work. You got kids to feed. You, you need to go get gas too. Uh, you need to eat. You haven't even eaten breakfast. Come on now. We were doing better this year, right? Okay. So hear me out on that. The election is over. I know that tensions have been high. I know that people have been stressed about certain things. But uh, there's so much more to come in this year. We, we have, what, two more months, I believe? Two or three? I don't know. But we got some time left. The year is not over yet. So hear me out on that. The year is not over yet. Even if you were disappointed in, these, in this past week or you were disappointed for all of 2020, the year is not over yet. There's still so much that God can do and will do if you have the faith to believe it. Amen. 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 So I just want you to hear me out on that. The year is not over. There's still so much to be done. So as you know, last episode, we added a segment called That's Crazy. So not to belong the time, I got a crazy news story for you. It's a Florida man story. So all my Florida people stand up. This news article says Florida man thinks he hears intruder and fatally shoots his pregnant wife. That's crazy. It says officials say a Florida man mistook a noise outside his bedroom door for an intruder and fatally shot his pregnant wife. Mm. Besides that being crazy, I don't know if I believe it. Not that I don't believe the story is true. I don't believe the husband. Because you mean to tell me you're both in the house, right? You're in your bedroom. You're not just walking around. You're in your bedroom, which means you probably know your wife is inside. And you shoot her, bro. You don't even look to see like you don't grab the bat. You shoot. That's crazy. That's all I got to say. But what's even crazier, yo, is what God did to my neck when he when he necked me with what I'm finna neck y'all with. The log in my eye is what I'm going to title this one. The log in my eye. tell y'all about how God necked me in this season okay so I was sitting one day and I was just so frustrated about everything going on in 2020 um even the election I was so just disturbed by like how people were responding to things uh I mean let's rewind even back to how people were responding to the George Floyd stuff you know all of that it just it really disturbed me I mean if I'm being 110 real with y'all I lost some friends, some really good friends in this season, and it hurt me. Um, and I was just so frustrated because I was like, how do you, how do you not understand these, these things? And it was a number of things, but one of the things that God dealt with me on was, uh, 
what I believe is a critical mindset. It's something that I shifted into along the way in trying to process all my emotions and trying to process all the things going on around me. I believe what what God revealed to me is is that I somewhere along the line shifted into a critical mindset. And so to start off, um, I just want to kind of share with y'all some of the things that God showed me about a critical mindset and some of the things that um, either lead up to a critical mindset or that will uh, come from a critical mindset. So the first thing that I realized is that a critical mindset doesn't always start critical. Like there's there's usually some frustration that's involved before you get critical. A lot of times when we're going through life and we see certain things, we'll try to kind of get an understanding of it. And then we'll try to get other people to understand as well. And as you know, if somebody just doesn't get it, you can become frustrated. And what I found, at least with myself, is that if I stay in the frustration stage for too long, it'll shift to, to being critical. And what happens when you become critical and you shift from frustration to becoming critical is you stop looking at yourself and you turn your attention to, to other people. So whoever it is that you're frustrated with or whatever situation you're frustrated with, you now become critical and start turning your attention towards somebody else instead of yourself. And the word does say, you know, to observe all things and, and you'll be able to know, you know, people from their fruit. But one of the things you have to take into consideration is if you're constantly looking at other people, that means you're not really evaluating yourself. And that's something that you have to uh, be cognizant of, you know, looking at yourself and your internal things uh, that are going on in your heart, too. So one of the other things that that God shared with me and really just helped me to see was when you have a critical mindset, you don't pray, you just say. So what do I mean by that? A lot of us have probably been in a place where we've just we've gone and we've said something about somebody or something and we end it with. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that kind of like, you know, it justifies or makes it puts that little cherry on top of uh, uh, the boo-boo we just put on somebody. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. But you didn't pray, though. You know what I'm saying? Put 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 that down. Write, write that one down. When you have a critical mindset, you don't pray. You just say. You know what I'm saying? And at the end, if, if we, you know... I really feeling conviction or whatever. We said, "Well, I'll pray for him," but then we go and we move on to the next thing. You know, we don't stop and we don't pray. And so when we get to the point where we're just saying a bunch of things um, from that critical mindset, we don't even take the time to pray. I, I know that I've been in situations where I have been convicted about how I've spoken about somebody or uh, spoken about a situation, and I'll stop and I'll pray right there. You know, I say, Lord, forgive me for, you know, just my mind, my thoughts, my words towards this person. And I'll pray for them and I'll just pray that, you know, um, he'll intervene in the situation. But that's one of the things that that comes with a critical mindset, you know, and we don't even realize it a lot of times because it's something we're so used to, especially now we're looking at each other left and right. And we're saying uh, this person's wrong and this person's that and and all these things, and, and we don't even realize what we're doing. And one of the sad things is when you're in a critical mindset, you no longer see a brother or sister but an enemy. It's just like when we look back at the political the political stuff, 
you no longer see a, a brother or sister. You see a Democrat or a Republican. You see red or you see blue. You know, and, and um, at that point, you no longer see somebody who is just a human, who is just a brother or a sister, who is just a, a, another believer or something. You know, it's it's a critical mindset. It's just looking through the lens of your goal and how somebody's either with your goal or, or they're not. And uh, it, it's very critical because you, you, you don't, you can't love them from that place. Because when you start operating in that place, they have to look like you for you to love them. They have to look like you or believe like you for you to uh, engage in even conversation with them or to even listen to them. <clears throat> and it's a place where you can't really move forward because um, you already have this hidden agenda. And it all branches back to that frustration we talked about earlier. That frustration leads to a critical mindset. The critical mindset now blurs your vision to your brother and sister. You see an enemy now that you have to convert to your side just so that you can love them. And as you know, we're not always going to think the same. So that's not possible. It's not possible to change people, you know, and, and, and if you don't realize that, you'll become critical and then you'll honestly lose your effectiveness. So another thing that I think is really, really important to know about a critical mindset is that a critical mindset really low-key believes that it's better than those its attention is focused on. Like, if I'm being 110% real with you, when I thought about myself and I thought about the people that I was talking about or being critical of, in the back of my mind, I thought that I was better than them because of maybe something that they thought or maybe something that they did. I didn't, I didn't say it, but in my heart, I felt like I was better than them. And it was something that the Lord dealt with with me and I, it was hard because I didn't want to accept it. I was like, nah, man, I don't think I'm better than anybody. But he said, I mean, Austin, really, really look deep down inside your heart. You, you think that you're better than them because you don't do that or, or you've learned that lesson and they haven't learned it yet. You think you're better than them. You think you've, you're a step further than them and it's causing you to be critical and uh, and it really, man, that that hit me on a different level, man. Um, but I, and I saw the danger of it because I couldn't really, I couldn't really help people understand if I thought that I was better than them. If I I had to go back to their level to um, to really be able to help them to administer them or whatever, and I couldn't do that if I thought that I was better than them. Um, another thing, and this is. Man, this is really, really hard, and it ties into what I just said, but a critical mindset cares more about being right than it cares about the person at the core. You know, when it, when it comes to issues like abortion um, or, or um, LGBTQ rights, all these things that, that seemingly take up the conversation when it comes to this election and it comes to the future of the country, a critical mindset, you care more about being right than you care about the person. And this isn't one of those things where, you know, you say, well, the truth is the truth and that's it and blah, 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 blah. The truth is going to be the truth no matter what. But in order to uh, really get to somebody's heart, which is the goal, you're going to have to 
set aside being right to care about the person. Even even things that, that people do that aren't right, there's a root there. They didn't wake up one day and just say, hey, I'm about to go do this crazy thing. No, there, there, there was probably a process that took them to that point. And what, something that another thing that God has really just put on my heart is, is that love is the shovel that keeps on digging. Love is the shovel that doesn't just look at things from the surface and, and love will dig to find the root of the thing. And, and, and what a critical mindset does is it just sees, oh, that's that's a weed. Or, or it says, oh, that's just a bad thing over there. Or, or they're just this way. Or they're just never going to learn. Or, or, or let's be real. Oh, she's just a fill in the blue. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say it, but, you know, I'm going I'm to keep it PG. It's the huddle. You know, I might say it next time I'm on here, but you, you get it. Come on, let's be real. And, and you don't see that she could have been molested when she was young. She could have been violated when she was young. And it changed, the, it changed her mental pattern and it had such a deep effect on her that, that she acts out in this certain way. You, you, don't, you just don't know. Or the person that struggles with homosexuality. There are so many times where you find out the issue is that they were molested by someone of the same sex, whether it be an uncle or somebody they don't even know, you know. And so they're, when they're at this young age, their mind's developing, and now they think that, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. And then they convince themselves that maybe I'm supposed to like boys and maybe I'm supposed to like men. And so if you only look at things from the surface, you never get to that point. But like I said, love is the shovel. So love doesn't just, just stop on the surface. Love gets into a relationship and tries and really tries to understand the person before it tries to change or even influence the person. It just tries to, to understand them and get in the mud with them. Uh, this, is, this is something that will tie into that, and it's, it's very, very critical. You, you can't apply discipline where you have not first applied love. Have you ever seen a, a, an absentee father or something be gone for the child's whole life and then try to come in and say, no, don't do this or don't do that. And it's like, where have you been my whole life? You just, you just Joe, you just Zach. Zach, I don't know why you Zach, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it doesn't make sense because <clears throat> you haven't loved them at all. So why should they listen to you? You're just like a random, a random person. And it's the same way with us, no matter what you believe. You you meet somebody on the street that has a rainbow shirt on and you try to discipline them. That's wrong. Dang, can I get a good morning? Can I get a good afternoon at least? Can you ask me how my day is? Like, all it says is, I don't care about you. All I know is you're wrong and this is the right way. I have the answer. Follow me. You know, and, and it... And it comes off, that's why I believe, you know, so many people look at Christians as, as hypocrites because it comes off in a way that, that says, I found the answer. I am the answer. You're not the answer. You missed the mark, but follow me. Don't, don't, I don't care about your story. Just follow me. Just, shh, 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 shh. I don't even care about your name. Just follow me. That's what it comes off as. 
because you don't take the time to just get to know them. So, and, and the crazy thing is all of that starts from frustration, which builds into a critical mindset and then will lead to, in reality, a lack of love. You're running on empty with love. And um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into uh, just where God kind of shifted me with all that. So, so we've kind of looked at what a critical mindset is and, and some of the negative factors that a critical mindset can come with. But this is what God showed me um, to kind of combat that. So if you remember um, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, you better have a little Bible study. Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 3 through 5, and it says, And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, Let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see, see past the log in your own? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So that is what God brought me to. And the point I want to get across is just remember the log in your eye. See, Jesus was saying in in this passage that whoever he was describing was so focused on the faults of someone else that he couldn't see his own faults. And if we're being real with ourselves We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That, that's in Romans. We know that, if, especially if you're a believer, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we can get into these theological debates about what the standard of right and wrong is, blah, 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 blah. But at the, at the core, at our core, we know that there are things that we're not proud of, things that we've done, whether it be uh, in our past or things that we're doing right now. We know that there are things that are not pleasing to God, that if even if you don't believe in God right now, there are things that you know in your spirit just don't sit right. And I'm saying you can do it. You can be like, oh, well, nobody's perfect. But you know that there's just some stuff that just isn't right. And all of us have that feeling. All of us have that thing. And, and it's called sin. And uh, that is that from that place, you can give grace. But if you never remember, if you never even acknowledge the fact that you have stuff to deal with. You'll never give somebody else the grace to deal with their thing, whatever it is. So you have to, you, the only way that you can give grace is if you realize that you're a sinner in need of a savior and that you can't save yourself. You know, that's the core of the gospel. If anybody's listening right now, you know that the, the, the core of the gospel is uh, that we were sinners there was nothing that we could do to save ourselves. But God in his love, John three sixteen, sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us and free us from those sins. And when we accept Jesus, he frees us from the, the condemnation of, of sin. And, and, and I say that because so many of us forget that, that we sin every day, that, that there are things that we wake up and we think about that are evil. There's things that we look at that are wrong. There's things that we do that are wrong. And then we go and we look at somebody else to try and see if, if what they did is worse than what we did. No, 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 no. Don't think about them. Look at you. Look back at you. Before you look at what they did, look back at you. Let, let's start from when you woke up. Was there anything sinful that you thought? Was there anything sinful that you looked at? 
Was there anything sinful that you did? You know, check yourself. Ask God to test your heart. Show me any anxious things in my heart before you go and, and, and judge somebody else or be critical of somebody else. It's something that I've had to do every single day. And guess what? It's had me shut up most days. Honestly, like I'd be like, look at, oh man, well, I did. Uh, that's crazy. You know, and, and, and so I'm very slow most of the time. I'm not perfect, but I, I try to be a little bit slower um, with judging people. Uh, and being critical of other people because I just know that I need the same grace that that they need. I need the same grace that they need. There's a there's a song by Jonathan McReynolds on his new album called Grace. If you know Jonathan McReynolds, you know that that man can sing, not with a I, with a A, baby, sing. And that song, man, it will touch your heart. It will really bless your soul. It's been in my spirit all week, but um. That's a song that just really puts it in perspective. Like, man, I need your grace more than I ever thought I would. And you've forgiven so much more than I thought you ever could. But, um, man, I just say that, man, I hope that something I've said could help you. You know, and I say that from a place that um, that knows I'm, I'm a sinful person. But I'm also the righteousness of God in Christ because I'm in Christ and I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and he covers me. But I, but I know that without Jesus, without the covering of Jesus Christ, man, I'm the worst of, I'm the worst of the worst. One of my homies came in late to work today. He called himself a dirtbag, man. That's what I am without Jesus. I'm a dirtbag without Jesus. But, uh, you know, before I, before I let you go, I want to actually share with y'all something I wrote a little while ago. And um, I don't write, like, poetry or anything like that. But um, it's something that I was just thinking in my thoughts, and, and I wanted to um, to share it with you. I, I titled it The Broken Pieces, and I wrote it around October 24th at uh, like 1 in the morning. And it says, Life, it has a way of bringing back that eerie yet nostalgic feeling of the first time the wind was knocked from your lungs. It carries upon its wings the breath that gives you hope for days to come yet yanks at the very gift of breath itself with news that will bring you to your knees. The perpetrators are those born with knives, ignorantly damaging, damaging and cutting everything they come in contact with. They tell us that children shouldn't play with knives, yet born into sin, the knife isn't sold separately. Do we hold the sin against the perpetrator? We see that they've been cut too, in the same place they cut you. We turn around and see that some of the blood came from my very own hand. What do I do? What started as a masterpiece seems to be reduced to broken pieces. Too many to count, not knowing where to start. It's like a puzzle, a mystery work of art. The broken pieces find themselves in the hands of a man who says he can. Oh, yes, he can. Put all the broken pieces back together again. And not only the pieces, but the breath that's within. The knife we were born with has a name and is sin. Sin took, but the man gave. And the proof is in his hands. Welcome home to the broken, to the ones who thought they'd never love again. In the hands of the man Jesus, your new life began. 
that was something I just put on, I just had on my heart and I just put it down. Um, I just really felt like the Lord was working on me and just showing me that we're all, we're all broken. We're born into this life and we, we hurt each other. We say things that hurt each other. We do things that hurt each other. But, but at the core, we're, we're all broken people. We're all trying to make sense of this life and we're all trying to find our way. And when we realize that we all need grace, we all need each other, and that we can be put together in the hands of Jesus, it makes it all so much better. So this would not be the huddle if we did not give you strategy. As you know, number one is always to pray. Whatever you need, you can find on your knees. Number one is always pray. Number two, I would say be careful of a critical mindset. We've seen how a critical mindset can start with frustration and, and, and how just negative thought patterns can, can, uh, can follow a critical mindset. And we want to avoid that at all costs. Uh, number three would be remember the log in your eye. Remember that you're not perfect. And that's a fact. You want to fact check? Hey, you are not perfect. Yeah, that's you who's listening right now. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, my girl. You're not perfect. But remember the log in your eye. Remember that you need grace every single day that you wake up. You need you need a second chance or probably a 500 chance. But we all need grace. And uh, the last point that I would give you is um, honestly... Say yes to grace. If you haven't said yes to grace, don't wait another minute. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard anything about Jesus, or maybe you've heard about Jesus, but you've heard about the religious side of Jesus. You've heard about uh, about the rules and you've heard about the do's and the don'ts and and all that stuff, but you never heard about just the grace that God gives. Just the simple truth that we're all sinful people, but He died so that we could be free in Him. Say yes to grace today. This is The Huddle. It's your boy Austin. And I'm telling y'all next week, LA's about to come with some heat. We're about to be weak. Y'all about to lie. This is kind of serious. But, you know, we're going to get warmed up for season three. I might even even get one of these episodes in Spanish. You never know. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm going to pray and then we're going to get on out of here. So definitely, Father, Lord, we just thank you for another uh, podcast episode. Lord, we thank you for the insight and the wisdom that you have blessed us with. Lord, we ask that this wouldn't fall on deaf ears, but that you would take this word and that you would help us to apply it in our daily lives. Lord, that you would help us to remember to, to remember the log in our eye, Lord, to help us to remember to not be critical of others, but to always extend grace and to stand on truth, but to stand on truth in love. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we, we pray for each and every person listening to the podcast right now. We ask that you would bless uh, those that are listening, bless their homes, bless their families, bless everything that they touch in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>